0: Welcome to the SoFat music cast from Fat Walshy Productions. This podcast will be bringing local, raw talent and their music to you in podcast land. Our aim is to bring an eclectic mix of people and hopefully introduce you to the wealth of talent from across South Wales. Right then. Let's go ahead and just have a fucking chat. So today's podcast is going to be a bit of a different flavour from... Um, our usual normally we've got our local band in or local artists but today we are absolutely amazing um guests come in we've got Dave Jones who is a local DJ from Cardiff he's been DJ since back in the late 80s um yeah a list of collaborations and accolades to his name including a residency with Time Flies and a local legends such as Jim P, Richard Hitchell and Craig Bartlett of Lamerica fame. Um, also residency with uh, Clockwork Orange and Danny Clockwork, Brandon Block and Slip Matt, just to name a few. And, um, yeah, local venues as well. I think you probably played every Cardiff venue possible from back in the glory days of uh, the Emporium and the Hippo Club. Um Yeah, Yeah. going back from there.
1: Yeah, um, yes, Pete, yeah, I, um, well, first uh, gig I had in Cardiff would have been at, I think it was Silhouettes or Lloyds back in 89. I I had a residency in Neath before I came to Cardiff. We were doing a Thursday night in a club called The Arch, Dark Arch down there, Um, predominantly Acid House, Hip House. Uh, 1989 to 1990, yeah, two years we did it. And then uh, um, through Paul Lyons, um, built up a friendship with Paul. He invited me down to play a few gigs uh, at Silhouettes Lloyds when he was doing the Friday nights down there. So um, before that, I was doing a lot of clubbing, going around to Manchester and London, on the Hacienda in Manchester and Quadrant Park in Liverpool and clubs like Flying Flying in London and some of the warehouse raids down there. So bringing back those ideas and um, trying to get things going down here, which had already started through Paul and and the three wise men who were doing Subways and Jason King in the venue uh, on Charles Street. They, they'd already uh set set, uh, set set the uh so, sorry sown the seeds for the scene in in Cardiff and South Wales
0: yeah because i mean i obviously back in back in the day now as as it's called yeah. you know yeah, there yeah. was such a, a massive scene i mean i remember going to time flies and doing like having all the ma- the major dj so sort of like yeah. i'll never forget i think it was the actually no just watching paul van dyke play in emporium which is just like i remember the that, yeah. smallest well not smallest but a quite a small intimate venue um and you've got this My amazing biggest, yeah, yeah. dj playing there that was great and um dj torsha as well i remember he mm. was there um as one of the acts and Absolutely, yeah. it's just times have changed so much i mean Half the that, well, of the clubs that or most of the clubs i have mentioned before, like the you know the hippo evolution well, emporium um, they 've all closed now and they've yeah, all become new um builds I really and and flats and stuff
1: absolutely yeah, ten feet tall as well as another example that could be gone soon, uh, which yeah. is a shame you know really you speak you've got you've got okay the tram shed for the big events, which is great, great venue for time flies at the moment.
0: Amazing but sound as well, isn't
1: it? It is, yes, and and uh, but uh, as, as far as venues in Cardiff are concerned, Pete, it it, it it's dwindling. You know, you got the Welsh club, club over back, and you got Jacobs, you know, Lamérica doing their thing down there, Delita doing their thing down there at the moment, which is, is which is great, but we're starved of venues for for future DJs for the future, which is a real shame, and um, you know. If 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 I drop the six numbers on the lottery, I promise I would open a club in Cardiff. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I, I think I do the same. I've got my eye on um, what was it? The club the club next to you, is it Duty Martini you now, wouldn't it? The, yeah, the downstairs one. Yeah, yeah. Was... a little basement
1: club, three or four hundred capacity, weekly weekly events covering all the genres of um, dance music, hip hop, you know, hip hop, drum and bass, uh, host, me up for techno. That. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, and 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 every other city in the country in a similar boat to Cardiff um but they have they have they have a big scene but you know Cardiff still got and um, you know still got a lot to offer yeah. some great new dJs some great new producers out there um that deserve a chance to uh, to shine yeah so. so
0: what was it that got you into that sort of scene at the time
1: well I was I was into the football um um, thing of the eighties, the, the the kind of terrace scene, um, and it, it was you know it was getting a bit too violent and stuff on there, and and, and I was getting a bit you know we were getting into trouble with the football, and we went to went went to a night in the hacienda, and it kind of flipped it that night from football terrace lad to hacienda disciple. I, this this was it. I found found my utopia. It was this, this is. Like my... Uh, epiphany, is a your moment yeah, of clarity? absolutely. And I thought, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to be like Graham Park or John the Silver or Mike Pickering, who were playing at the End at the time. I want to be like them. So I went and bought a pair of decks, Citronix decks, um, started collecting vinyl. I was always, always a music collector anyway, Pete, yeah. you know, from, from an early age. And um, but I thought, well, no, I can. I want to do this. This is really what I want to do. And and um, I I I bought, like I said, I bought some Technics twelve cents, and I, I never looked back then. And and started collecting vinyl, and uh, I'm still collecting vinyl yeah. to this day. Um, even though the scene has changed um, a lot over the last ten years with the way we present the music. Uh, but yeah you know I was I was going to London and Manchester buying records and coming back and trying to get gigs and pestering promoters, pestering clubs put, let us put parties on and then um, in 1990 uh, I met Craig Craig Bartlett who, who who still runs America. We built up a friendship because we knew each other briefly from the football and we had the kind of same vision and we, we, we you know we put a night on with Rocky Diesel and Clive Henry from Peace Division in the Central Hotel and at that time it, they were kind of Balearic DJs and Cardiff was still into the, like, the the Belgian beat hardcore scene which we were really we we, we like well I like it more now actually <laughs> yeah. but at the time it wasn't what we wanted to do so it kind of the, the night bombed a little bit so we, we didn't bother doing any more parties so Ninety one, we were still. I was still um, trying to get gigs. Paul working with Paul Lyons and, and and the odd gig at the the Tom Tom Club. Yeah, and uh, getting a little bit disillusioned. And then um, in ninety two, we went down nineteen ninety two. The scene was starting to become much bigger because the UK producers, house producers, were getting their act together. They'd kind of got that s- sound, that American sound and uh you know 92 was a pivotal year for me and a pivotal year for uk dance music because it really put uh you, you know this country on the map and yeah and, and um i was uh, at a friend's house with a load of new vinyl i'd picked up in 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 uh, flying records in london that day so i went to, to my mate's house to to play a few and and have a few beers and that and um he wasn't feeling very well. So I left and I thought, "Oh, there's a night going on in the Welsh club tonight. Sean Holliman and Andy Walsh were doing it. I'll pop in there and DJ Guy was playing. Um, uh, and he's a great DJ guy. You know, he was always part of integral part of the early scene. And, um, someone did, I can't remember who didn't turn up but one of the guests didn't turn up and they said oh, I said well I got some tunes in the, in the in the car you know in the car do you want me to come in and play and I played and it, it, my set down went down really well so they invited me they said listen we're going to start a night called Ecuador at Club Metros in 92 do you want to like a bit of a Balearic thing and it was like I couldn't believe it this is exactly what I wanted to do you know they were going to go into the same clubs as I was away from Cardiff, and they had the same vision as, as me. So I, I I started, you know, playing down there as a, as a warm-up DJ to the likes of John Kelly, uh, Judge Shules, Ashley Beadle, um, Gordon K um, Alistair Cook, um, Fabi Paris, and that kind of um, progressive scene was starting to become big. There. Yeah, yeah,
0: I can imagine it was back in 92.
2: It 92.
1: 92, be... yeah, yeah. It was,
0: seems to be quite a pivotal thing as well because that's one year that always sticks in my mind as well for um like the change in music for for my for my personal opinion as well on my personal feeling yeah um that was sort of when it went from for me from pop into the sort of the dance trance music sort of genre and that was you know that was like for me it was like bam this is my genre this is 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 your
1: yeah exactly i think i had That when I was like, listen, I was like, when I when I was a kid, just going back to when I was a child, I was really into ABBA, and (laughs) and then I got I got into the two tone scene, uh, which then that was like my first like real serious. Oh, this is this is my music, you know. you you felt it was your scene, and and uh, and then obviously then you progress. You get you get into other stuff. I was into indie and dub reggae and all listening to John Peel basically. Uh, in my bedroom yeah, yeah. on a transistor radio all through the early eighties, and then acid house came along. And now this this is my scene. It's not punk was my like like your big brother's scene. Yeah, acid house is ours. This is uh, this is ours. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and and you know, so that you know, so ninety two like going back to ninety two. Ninety two was a, a, a brilliant year, um, and it but it opened a lot of doors for me then. Um, yeah. Craig was doing his own little thing, so we weren't like together as as, as a partnership then. But in '93, we became a partnership because um, there was a lad called Phil Pitchford. He was a student in Cardiff. He was coming down for the Metros nights, and he said, "Oh, listen, we're going to try and get you up the university. I, I know the the um, the entertainment manager, Henry Blunt." So we invited Henry down to one of our Metros nights. He loved it, and he said, "Oh, do you want to come up and play at the university?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." Not expect expecting anything Thursday night. It's going to be a load of drunk students, you know. Oh, you know, it's, been, it's going to be a bit lost, a bit daunting. Yeah, it's a bit normal for just yeah. drunk students everywhere. I went in there, and it was like I couldn't believe it. The, the venue, which was the old Terminal Three Nine Six, I don't know what they call it now. It's been changed so many times. It's, it's the upstairs venue in in in, in the uni. It was like a proper purpose-built... It was like Cardiff's answer to the hacienda. It was absolute... I said, Henry, you've got... This is the venue. I didn't even know it existed in Cardiff. You've got to do something in this venue. Yeah, I think it's just and, a great hall now, they call it. It was, it was a great hall. No, that was the venue oh, is that downstairs. Oh, a different... Ah, right, okay. It was a venue upstairs, which is oh, like wow, a proper okay. purpose-built club. And I was like, you've got to get some big day names and do some nights. He said, well, the thing a problem he had was the fact that it was a student venue. So we, uh, people from outside the parameters of being a student weren't allowed yeah. in there. The town crowd weren't allowed. So we said, well, let's do something in the summer. 90, no, this is 93, so we've gone from 92. 93, yeah, yeah. summer of 93, we launched a night called Spice or Spice of Life, as it was called originally. On a Saturday, we had Nicky Holloway, the first one. There was about four 400 in for that. The same night in excess, played downstairs in the Great Hall. Wow. Yeah, they did a warm up gig for Glastonbury, I think, or, or one of the big festivals. And they played downstairs, and then we we did the part the upstairs. Oh, Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so
0: did they come up afterwards as well? Uh,
1: a couple of them did. I think they they, they didn't. They wouldn't let Michael Hutchins up because they, <laughs> you know they had another gig the night after, oh, and they right, didn't okay. trust him. To... Well, back in the nineties, <laughs> you wouldn't he, have remembered he, it anyway. He wanted to come, but they did. They said no. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was ninety three, and then. By the third event, we had uh, we had Alex Batson from the Orb for the second one, so we doubled the crowd. It was by eight hundred. So the word was getting about. Yeah. Oh, this is you know this is the gaff. By the th- four, third or fourth event, we had Paul Oakenfold in the October of ninety three. They were selling tickets outside for fifty quid. They were Jesus. touting tickets outside for the event. So, it, it we'd spawned a monster with this, and. You know the, the the demand for tickets. There was about three three or four thousand people trying to get tickets for a, a twelve hundred capacity event. You
2: can have to they tell They were like the gold secret. dust. Yeah.
1: It was it, it we you know we used like timing it right and we timed it right with it and it was brilliant. But there was a lot of politics with the with the university and in ninety five there was a big there was we had we had someone on I can't remember Rocking Diesel I think and. Fire alarms went off. There was a lot of internal politics going on, so that's jumping far, a little bit too far ahead that's ninety five but ninety four Henry and another guy Gareth Davis, who was the other entertainment manager um wanted to take they they wanted to start their own night basically yeah, they yeah. could see what was happening so they managed to get all of the coal exchange yeah in ninety four yeah
0: Another um, iconic venue. I well, iconic. Um, you've talked about the, um, the call exchange a couple of times. This. Uh,
1: yeah, well, it was a bit, it was insane. like, what? You know, when we walked in there, and the actual name Time Flies comes from, the, there was a clock in there, which was called, with, and yep. with the words "tempus fugit" above it, which is Latin for "time yep. flies," still there, still there, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Well,
0: we did um, last year. We did as part of the course. We did um, a couple of recordings down there right. um, in the great in the in the main hall. Yeah, and uh, Mike, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. It's Mike. Um, but he used yeah. to run time flights. Used to do all the organizing for it. I can't right. think of his surname now. <laughs> Um sorry Mike if you're listening. But yeah. um but yeah I know he's yeah. cause his um, yeah, apologies, I yeah, can't yeah. think of because yeah. his um his son works for Orchard, I think. But anyway, apologies, right. Mike. Yeah. Um he was down there and, and helping us set it all up. But yeah, the clock's still there, the hall's still yeah well, because yeah. obviously they've turned into the exchange hotel now. Yes um, that's, that's which right. is amazing. It's just such a beautiful venue.
1: I know, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, 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 I've always um, had fond memories of that place. We, we had David Morales down there, and that was a great night. And we had three or four really good nights. And then uh, Henry rang me up the one day and said, "We got another venue. We're not going to do it in the Coal Exchange anymore." And I was like, "Oh, you're joking? No." He so said, "We got a better venue." I was like, "Well, you we can't. You're not going to get any better than that." And then he said, oh, we've got the City Hall. I know, well, I nearly fell off my chair. when he, I said, how, how the hell have you got that place? Yeah. It, it, it was a wonderful venue. Don't get me right, it was a brilliant venue. We had some fantastic parties in there, but the sound was horrendous in there, mm. from a DJ's perspective. Yeah, yeah. The setup was brilliant. Everything was brilliant, but the, it just couldn't get the sound right. Could the acoustics, because of the high ceilings. Yeah. Well, we had some great, you know, some real good stories come out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that for another <laughs> yeah, yeah, time. Really. Yeah, we'll save that for another <laughs> time. But uh, yeah, we had some great, uh, we had some brilliant times there. BPM, they came down and filmed it there. Um, they filmed Spice as well. So it was really great times. Now in mid '90s, feel massive feel good factor around the country. All the Britpop thing was kicking off. Everyone was in a good mood. Yeah, you know the sun was out in the summer. It was great. You know everything was good, and and so we were starting to get some gigs. Uh, this by this time, Craig and myself had formed a partnership. Craig had opened a shop. We were spinning back to back. Craig had opened a record shop, Bush Records. So I went down there to work with him for a couple of years between 94 and 97 so that was good fun so we were were working in the record shop and starting to get a a bit of a name for ourselves outside cardiff so we were getting some big gigs um wobble and ministry of sound and club uk and back to basics and that times all these great clubs we had the passion for it with the dry so we were nagging all these promoters press on press on press on you know uh, uh, we we got a very, we had a residency in Frisky at Swindon Brunel Rooms it was a brilliant venue with Steve Reed um, and it was all good you know we went and uh, but we were we was ca- carving out this um, uh, American house kind of sound because I had a I went to see Frankie Knuckles at the Hacienda and the way he played the music was just this is what I want to play you know nice vocal house. Load of big heavy dubby sounds, you know, big dubby spacey yeah. dubs. So we were kind of, oh, we when when the you know the music we were playing was really like warm up stuff, really, you know, because it was starting to get a little bit tougher in the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the tr- the trance sound was starting to really take off with Sasha and 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 all these boys, you know, were, were carving out that sound. Poor Van Dyke. Yeah, As you mentioned before. You know, he was starting to become big. Tony Devitt, you know, God rest his soul, who was a resident, more or less a resident at time. Flies. He was a big regular down there. So we were like, "Yeah, this is great, but we need." You know, we're just playing nine till half ten every time. We wanna, we wanna get the big spots now. So we were offered a residency for the second room of the Escape Club, which would. We played down there for Pete Tong, the f- opening night, uh, in the back room. And um, they said, well, yeah, d- you know, we smashed it in there. Do you want to do your American house thing in there? And I was like, well, we can't believe this. this. is brilliant. We still play for Time Flies, warm-up. We can go to the Swansea then and play between 12 and 4 every week. And that's what we did for a couple of years. And that was a brilliant club down there, Swan's Escape. But uh, we're still, like I said, we're doing Stephen Card. If time flies, Spice had finished then. But yeah, it was it was really happy times. We were building it up, and then I think it was about ninety seven. We we were like, oh, we want to, we want, we really want to bring this sound to a main room. You know, we want to do our own night. Um, you know, we were at that stage of our career we want to do our own night now and promote. Yeah. We'll promote our American house sound of Frankie Knuckles, Roger Sanchez, Star Masters at Work. Too strong. Check this out. Hey. You know, we we sat down, we said, right, we we need to do this night somewhere. Why didn't we approach the Emporium which you just opened?
0: Yeah. So it's I'm not going too quick now. No, no, no. (laughs) Let's go for it. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean for everyone like listening, if I if they can actually see the passion and the and the way that you're talking (laughs) and like how motivated you are and things about it, I can see the passion that you've still got. In you know, in you for Thank for what you, you did and yeah. and well, where you want to keep going, which I'm is great. Proud of it,
1: yeah. But you know, it, it was it was all building up. You know, there was there was good times and bad times. You know, I'll lead to the bad times in a minute, but it was all building up to what we really wanted. and It was our own night, which yeah, is Peter. Yeah. We started in on the fourth of July, uh, uh, nineteen ninety-eight, at the Emporium with Paul Trouble Anderson sadly no longer with us and CJ McIntosh 600 in we had 600 in we broke even we were like wow great brilliant broken even on the first big event so we were building up and then we had Roger Sanchez on a Thursday night in there, and that was brilliant that was a brilliant night that was a Thursday night before Easter in 99 I think it was and America was going great yeah but at that time I had a few Starting to get develop a few problems that ran with the scene, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, not going into it too much, it was starting to take a grip of me, yeah, a little bit by 2001 when we were really peaking with the night. We had Louis Vega, probably the my highlight of my DJ career was playing alongside Louis Vega, yeah. And after I came off, he put my hand up in the air to the crowd. And I had a moment where I went to the office, which was normally a den of an equity. <laughs> and we just had a moment. and You know, it was all the most like playing uh, in the yeah, FA yeah. Cup final and scoring a goal in the Cup final. That yeah, moment. so, But that was kind of like a the peak for me for all America. And I was thinking, well, we got off at the Sundays at Liquid. And we thought, well, we can go big, really big with this now and put like the big Americans on because We got a bigger room, although at the time it was a great idea in hindsight. I think I wouldn't have left the emporium, I'd have just kept yeah. it in the emporium, taking a bit of a hit on the money. But that I thought that we lost, I think, you know, personally, we lost a bit of the vibe, Opening it up to a bigger audience, and not necessarily I'm not being pedantic or pretentious, but people because there's a bigger audience, it was. Some of the undesirables were getting in there, and and for me, the spark had gone. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. And I, 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 I think it peaked with for me in the Louis Vega night. Craig was still, you know, musically we were drifting, and we weren't really getting on. We it was like being in a marriage. We were we together, you know. Or, you, know yeah, it yeah. we, you know, we always worked out. You know, we we talk now, and everything's cool now. But. It, we spent a lot of time with each other and it was, it, you know, on the road and, you know, we were like, like, but no, you know, like I said, it, it, you know, um, Craig still had the vision in the younger and I lost that. I'd lost it. And by about 2003, I, I, I left America. We split that. We split the business. Craig carried it on. He bought me out. And and I was at a crossroads. i had uh, been doing it, the, the DJing for a long time. I had a few personal problems. Uh, I lost my brother, and a few other things happened all at once. So I was in a, my head was in a bit of a shed with, with 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 my habit and and stuff. But but and I'd lost that hunger, Pete, at yeah, that time. Yeah. And I'd been doing yeah. it a long time. I didn't know where the scene was going. It was changing, not. To my, you know, not not to the, to my satisfaction, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine. Well, I, I
1: was still working with yes. it. I went back to work with Henry. I, I, he said, "We'll come back." If time flies, you know. Yep. On my on my own, so I did that for a couple of couple of years. Thank you know, thanks to Henry and 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 the boys there. And you know, by about 2006, 2007, Pete, I I was burned out. I I I'd had enough. Yeah, and I thought. I don't want to be part of this anymore. You know, you know, it was all like the music was going to going EDM and yes, yeah, it it's wasn't the as underground. It wasn't. It didn't have that. i be probably. I just needed a break from it. Yeah. At the time, I thought, well, that's it. I've, I've, I've done my bit. I don't want to be shawaddy-waddy in, but <laughs> just turn it up. Yeah. Yesterday's news, you know, yesterday's news, and and it, it, I I had a bit of a breakdown with it because it was part of my an integral part of my life for sixteen seventeen years. Well, yeah, I can imagine this. And so. and and and, and I, I was lost. I had a good friend who's no longer with us, Johnny Johnny Harris, who who wasn't into dance music, but he he kind of got me into like other styles of music, soundtracks, sixty soundtracks, and. You know music, which was brilliant, but it was I, I thought I gotta I have a break from dance. I didn't want to listen to house music or, tra you know, trance or whatever drum yeah. and bass.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think again, like you say about two thousand and seven. I think that was a, another a year that was a turning point um, yes, for God, for a yeah. lot of music because, yeah. like, I like, a lot, like I said before, like I my trance sort of yeah. That that's my sort of go-to main genre, I suppose. Yes, if if you had a genre, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 2007, I think it was. So where you said start all turning into EDM, and, it did, yeah. And it was a lot of the boys- became a lot really commercial. I think is is it, one it, way of looking did. at it. Whereas trance before, from my view, was sort of,
1: Well, yeah, it, yeah. you
0: know it wasn't played on radio that often. It wasn't no. something you turned on. It was like you went to a club and you. Just yeah, it was enjoyed still underground, it, wasn't it? You yeah, That's
1: just, trans scene, especially yeah. from ninety nine onwards. It was it was really big. Yeah. You know, it was really big within the club. Like okay, gay, gay Crash was doing it. You know, Dave Pierce was promoting it on his radio shows.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and uh, but Paul Van Dyke. Um, for an angel, for an angel yeah, yeah, yeah. For and, an angel, and, and, yeah, and and and, and cafe de, the cafe del mar tune, yeah, massive tunes. I like yeah. you know, I wasn't a trance teacher, but like, no. I, I yeah. appreciate how how brilliant you know, the airs on the back of my head stand up when, they, when they're when they playing. You now. just mentioned it cause now, it was just an <laughs> amazing production of yeah. music,
2: but sorry,
0: uh, I
1: don't have enough with a microphone, yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can carry um, on, don't worry, we'll edit it out later, no, it's fine. Um, so, um, yeah, so. I, I thought that was it, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I completely shut myself off. I didn't go out, really. Uh, um, America was still going on, and, and Fair Play to Craig was doing a great job. That time flies. I'd do the odd gig for Henry. But I, I was become reclusive, yeah. and I, I come detached from everyone. Um, the times I did play for Henry, I had stage frights. Because Cranky. I I was I I was so used to solitary confinement for a couple of years, I had to go away and sort myself out mentally. Yeah. So basically, um, I had my daughter on the weekend. I just didn't go out, Pete. You know. And then 2015, I had a phone call from a uh, a friend. I I I'd been through a, you know a couple of failed marriages, and I, I was in a real bad place. But then, you know, I met my girlfriend Kerry, and and. and Kerry's not into dancing. Uh, children are. Huh? Kerry is into, like, um, jazz and stuff. So we started listening yeah. to jazz. And, it was good. and I thought, well, that's it. There's no more. There's no, no. you know, this is my new life. But Yeah, with are smoking, <laughs> smoking
0: jacket, slippers and a pipe in the corner well, listening not, to jazz with a Yeah, well, you know, a you know, little
1: bit of, you know, pulling neck and listening <laughs> to jazz, you know. But no, it was... 2015, and a very dear friend of mine, Mike, Michael Gore from, uh, from Wigan, who i have been partying with from the, the 80s, um, invited me to his wedding, to his lovely wife, Carrie. They said, well, we're getting married in Ibiza. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> "Oh, I don't know, Mike, you know, he's like, no, disaster. it's not going to be mad, you know, we just come over, we're going to, we've we got a sunset wedding and it was a beautiful day, a lovely wedding. But, I haven't been there since I haven't been there since 2003, and I went back and I thought, do you know what, I love this place. Yeah. And I oh, do you know what? Should we go out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Famous and, last words.
1: And and, and and we went out and, and oh, do you know what? And then I was like, oh, do you know? What? I I said to Kerry, should we come back next year? Should, oh, I said, no, come on, let's come back end of end of season, just come back for a week. Yeah. So I went back. We didn't go to any of the clubs. We went down to Sunsets, and I thought, No, I don't. I love this. Yeah. I love this music. So I started listening to the house again, and and started playing. My got the got the decks out first time in years. Yeah. And when you haven't heard the tune, you know, like you just said, when you haven't heard the tune for so long, and you and you put the the needle on, the, and the crackles are there. And the, 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 when the bass line comes yeah. in, oh, I was like, oh my god! Yeah. I haven't had these tunes for years, and exactly. I had, I, was, I did like a six-hour set in the house, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, That's this is amazing! amazing. You Absolutely. Know? Oh, do you know what? Ring Henry. Henry, I got a bit between my teeth. Come on, give me a gig. What? He was like, what? I was like, no, come on, give, give me, give me some gigs. So, I had a. The first one I did was, I think it was the 20th birthday party. I, I had proper stage fright. Graham Park was stood behind me. Oh, no way. Uh, and I, my, my hero, Graham Park, you know, from yeah. seeing him at the Asset. But he was brilliant. He said, Listen, Dave, don't worry. I said, Listen, it's my first gig in years. I had. Don't worry about it. Just calm me down. Like but by this time, everyone was using. I said, What are you using? This? Little sticks for where's the deck? Where's the vinyl? I'm the only one that turned up with tunes. In no you know? way. And they were all everyone's on laptops. So I was like, oh my god, I, I'm I'm behind. Yeah. So, I you know I was you, I, you know I, 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 I if you want me to play, gotta play vinyl. You know I haven't got you know. So I was I still playing vinyl. Then fair play to Martin Dibble, um, local DJ from the Rhondda said, come down and do a mix on our Monday night show on Radio Cardiff. He's been doing a show for 10 years, digital exposure. Come down, do a mix. So I went down, had a fantastic time, great laugh. So he said, come and join us every week, you know, come and... I said, well, yeah, I'd love to do that. Get involved with all the new kids. Yeah, yeah. All the new school and try and pass on your knowledge and and stuff. But... uh, and, and, yeah, it went down, told some, you know, the stories, you know, nurtured them, you know, you know and, but I, and I loved it. You know, I, we, I did two years down there, uh, but because of work commitments, I couldn't commit every week, so I had to, I had to kind of stop. But it, it really gave me the impetus to think, well, right, hang on a minute. I, I want to do this. I, want, I can do this. I want to do a show now. Yeah. I want to do my own show. You know what I got? So I bought a controller, bought a laptop. And 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 put the vinyl to one side. You know that was hard work. Yeah. And 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 learned to mix on a controller, which is which I'm still trying to do, really. But um. And then I thought, well, I want to do a pod. I I'd approached a few local community radio stations, but it was very restrictive in what I could do. So I thought, well, I'm going to set this up at home. So. That's what i did i i I set up Space Lab, which started on the third of January. It's a two hour weekly show covering six hours uh, six decades of all genres uh and i thought like, well, I'm gonna ring some of the big names they are probably gonna fob me off, you know, explain what I was doing I never every everybody well. every, was only one uh said no, I'm not gonna tell you who it is, but fair play to them they all said yes, yeah we do a little 30-minute mix, you know, so I've got banked up a load of mixes now for the next couple of months. But the main focus is tomorrow's stars and tomorrow's producers, tomorrow's DJs, and kind of get back in, try and put a bit back into the scene that I took a lot out of in the 90s and, and basically pass on my knowledge... To these, to the youngsters, or, or you know, or to the DJs that yeah. don't play so much now, not forgotten, but get them, come on, get. Them. So i will be ringing up them, not come on, come on, do a mix, you know. Absolutely. And it's kind of got. But but recently, um, I, I when I was in Ibiza in 2016 on my my, my mate's fiftieth, we 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 went to a beach party, Clockwork Orange, and it was like, oh. It was like full of people, fifty years old. I couldn't believe it. It was they—they they were. It was like going back to 1989 again. <laughs> I, said, I said, "We, we just come in a Tardis and gone back to 89." I
0: was like, "Yeah, I oh there was my god, there you this is all amazing!" Well.
1: All the DJs were the old school DJs. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god!" So I got in touch with Andy Manson, the promoter, just said, "Listen, I had a brilliant night, you know." And he said, oh, "Yeah, I know your name." I said, "Yeah, I used to do time flight, you know." He said, "Well, yeah, do you want to come and play?" I couldn't believe it. I said, "Yeah, when?" He said, "Well, come and do Printworks." So I went to the Printworks in London in 2018, and then he he invited me back, and I'm doing a few gigs. from clocks, the the festival last year, I'm doing it this year. So a couple doing a couple of gigs, not not majorly overdoing the gigs, but trying to pick and choose the good ones, you know.
0: not like you say about wanting to to give back and that and i think for me as well it's not it's not the same as it was um i mean going back and and picking a a few of the points that you've made out from like back in the 90s when it was all underground and for those of you who haven't seen human traffic which was filmed in cardiff which is an an amazing film
1: craig's shop yeah, Greg's
0: Yeah, so if you haven't seen Human Traffic, they're on about making a second one Th- They have, not I think they've done it. They've I, done it. They? Oh, I wow. I think they've
1: done it. Yeah, I think they but, I think they uh, premiered, it, premiered it in December, I think. Wow. Missed I think that. They got an invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I uh, missed
0: that one. But yeah, Human Traffic was um, you know, a, a, a local f- a film by um a yeah, local producer. Justin Kerrigan, yeah, 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 Justin, yeah. Um um uh, yeah, basically just it was the club life, underground club life in Cardiff personified. And, it was in the And kickstart the
1: careers of John Sims and um, Danny Dyer. Yeah. Who both yeah, starred yeah. in it. And that was their first major, major role. Absolutely. Major film acting, you know, acting role. And look where they are now, you yeah. know. Two of the biggest but yeah. actors in the country. Yeah. And
0: definitely if you watch it, I would go for it. But with you know, looking like you get on about giving Back to the community Absolutely. and to the people coming through. Do you think that is it's still the the sort of the same tactics? I suppose or I, the same, you know, like you saying about you you were going to clubs and you were pestering people and was, pushing yeah. and pushing and pushing.
1: I, I was yeah, listening. Is that to the still DJs. the same? I, I, no, I don't. Now? I think it's changed. I think I, I think the I, I do think the kids have got everything in front of them. They don't have to go and look for it. You know we had to go and buy records we had to get on a train to go to London to buy tracks which you couldn't get in Cardiff yeah everything's ex- which has got its advantages because you were getting stuff no one else had yeah, but everything now you can just buy on 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 beatport track source and all these other, yeah um other networks to buy buy uh, buy new music but um but the, the, the yes there is but I think music uh, and the technology's moving on productions moving on I hear a lot of production now Five, ten years ago I what well, I thought I, this, this scene's going to die die on its backside but I don't think like that anymore because I think the kids who are making the stuff now are the are the kids of their mums and dads were going out clubbing and playing music yeah. in their cars and in on cassettes and in the house so they picked up on this and the some of the producers now with these youngsters are brilliant they're brilliant yeah. and i think with the right ingredients for a club night which is coming back as well i think i think it's i think it's going to get better and better again i think it's it's going full circle again i really yeah. do think Within the next two years, the, 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 uh, since I started Space Lab, been buying a lot of new music, and there's 10, 15 genres of music, which I could go and buy six or seven tunes out of each genre every week. Yeah. And it, it's like it's like I could go and buy 60, 70 tunes a week this because there's so many decent tunes out there. Yeah. I, I'm not so fussed on the remakes of all the old stuff. Fair enough, they've got to be remixed. But there's new original production coming out and new young, hungry producers. And this is what I want to do with Space Lab. I want to get all the young local producers and give them an outlet. Yeah. Before they get signed. Before they get signed. And this is why it's important. For you, you're doing the podcast and, and I'm doing the podcast, you know. And it, it, it's get, it's gelling everyone together and, 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 and working together because the scene is a lot smaller yeah. now. Because of, in, in the 90s, all these big massive record labels were pushing loads of money into dance music. So there was a lot of money around for big high-tech production, big, you know, hiring big studios out to produce tracks. But the kids have got it all on a laptop now.
0: Yeah, it's all in the box as it's well. It's all in isn't the it? box
1: now. And and, and and with technology moving as fast as it is, and sounds moving as fast as it is, kids are now being taught record music production and DJing in school as part of a GCSE curriculum. And that is, is, is mind blowing because yeah. these kids, you know, it's safeguarding the future of dance music. Which is so important, which I thought was going to die, die a death about six years ago, but there's different splintered off again. Grime is big again, you know, but not again, but is like the new kind of form of dance music, and 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 it, it will, I think, keep evolving, Pete. Yeah. You know
0: do you think there's a danger that there might be like you mentioned about the GCSE sort of thing do you reckon there might be a danger of flooding the market could well be yeah yeah, so absolutely. so that everyone is out there thinking a DJ. I want to be a DJ I want to be a DJ I can do absolutely. it Absolutely. but I mean like you said it's in the box it's on a laptop so anyone can do it like back in the day it's looking the at other. vinyl yeah, I wouldn't have even dreamt of being able to pick up a, b- no. a piece of vinyl and trying what? to beat match that I wouldn't have known where to start whereas no. now you've got it in front of you oh, you've, yeah, got the forms, you've got the waveforms you've got by, Hot cues, you've got yeah. all sorts of things. It's so, DJing by like, numbers, isn't it? Now, it is. it's, it's but and, my two year old DJs for me at home like he does, yeah. he can scratch and all the rest yeah. of it, just doesn't know what he's doing, but he well, can still.
1: But it is, it is an introduction to, to music and to dance music. And, and we're like I said, with it is, is mind blowing the fact that you could be making beats, uh, make a track within four hours and be playing it in in in, in a club. Two hours later, yeah, it's, it's it's mind blowing, and that happens with all the big names who are flying around the world when they're on the plate on their on their private jets. You know, uh, yeah. they're making music and then they're playing in the club, and it's just
0: yeah, wow. I remember reading um, an interview I think it was years ago by David Getter, who said like you mm-hmm. know he does all of his producing and making in between. Club gigs on his plane. Like if he didn't have yeah. a plane or somewhere like that, that is his office. You know, that's yeah. that's where he does most of his work.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah.
0: But yeah. yeah, I can I can totally see that. It's, it's you know, crazy.
1: It, it, it's 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 um, the Americans invented house music, and basically we repackage it, give it back to them, and now you know that's the biggest market in the world: America and Japan. Yeah. The,
0: because Las Vegas is still a big one as well, oh, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, these um, these
1: guys are commanding. You know, we used to moan about giving like ten grand to a DJ. These guys are on ten ten grand every ten minutes now, in, yeah. it, it, or, or ten grand a minute in certain cases uh, when they're playing these big arenas in 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 the states. And it's become rock music, and that's to be honest. In some in some ways, it's a downfall for it, and I'm dead against that. But it's an introduction to dance music to a lot of kids, yeah. And it's it's, it's a start for them, yeah. and then they they grow up and they oh, do you know what this is? This is Naff. Let's go and make my own music and start listening to other music. So it, it's you know it, it you know it's, there's 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 pros and there's cons with 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 the scene. It always has been, yeah but uh yeah, you know like i said i I think um, looking forward uh I think i i, I you know unfortunately, this country is lagging behind the rest of the world now, with cl- decent club space, a lot of clubs closing down they you know they, you know they they blame the drug culture with it, but I think it's just an excuse, they don't want it, but the rest of the world is. Absolutely saturated with dance clubs. Or yeah. you know, you can go to Cameroon, you can go to Swaziland, and they got they got house clubs going. You know, yeah. and that's you know that, that's 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 fantastic.
0: Yeah, I do. I I don't go out in Cardiff as much as I used to. Obviously, uh, getting old now, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, getting you're never great. Too old. You know? But um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I find it difficult to find club nights that were. Like they were back in the nineties. I mean, yeah. I know we're in twenty twenty now, but it's not the same thing. Like you used to go out Wait, should, yeah. and have that time and enjoy that music. And yeah. that was it. You were in a room with, like you said, four, eight hundred other people that were there for exactly yeah, the same I, reason I to enjoy the music, to dance, just lose themselves and and have a good time. Whereas now it's people are almost going out as as part of the course, really, and not yeah. going out for the reasons that we did. It's like, oh, we're going to go to this club because there's fit guys there or fit girls there or yeah. something like it's, that. You know, it's, well,
1: not, it's, 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 um, it's not the same. It's celebrity culture now. And, yeah. and everyone's got – you know, everyone's on their phones. And and, and i got to be honest, some of the clockwork orange shoes and recently, more recently the time flies, through, there's been a lot of younger crowds – Go into that those uh, events where the older crowd are, all or the original acid househeads, because they know it, it's going to be a really good party. And we were yeah. lucky. We were lucky. We were, we, you know, we were born in a good generation. I'm not going to mock the kids because the kids have got their own scene, yeah. and and they don't know any different to what we did. We we're lucky. We saw the '90s and the eight, late '80s, and you know, I loved to being around. With it's the same. With all the people who were going out to northern soul nights and disco nights in the seventies, yeah, and they were, you know, when acid house came along, well, we we've had out, you know, well, we had disco, and you've got acid house, you know, it's a similar kind of pathway to what what is happening now. But I I do I I do think it's um, I think um, I think it's getting better. I I do think it's getting better. But the problem is is, is club space, actual yeah. space, especially in Cardiff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it, I have a
1: lot of rants on social media about it. And you know, I just wish there was someone with a few quid who'd buy my football club. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 build a dance music club in Cardiff.
0: Definitely, especially with the, the closure of Goodyear Who and as you mentioned, ten feet tall is now closing. But yeah, Um yeah, it's these. yeah, I mean this just wow well, crazy. Well, it's,
1: it's not good it's not good for the city. Cardiff's becoming a, a bit of a, a stag and hen kind of yeah, City, which is really unfortunate. Um You know, okay, I'm not. You know, I'm mocking people. Want to go out and have a good time, and they they, they choose, oh, no, their form, for choo- choose their for it. Choose their wait, spend spend their time. But the, the, it, it, they shouldn't be shutting off people who are dear into the alternative curriculum and want to listen to music a, a little bit left of center. You know, yeah. and, and and that that's a real sad indictment into uh, what's going on uh with the council in Cardiff who uh you know they're all dinosaurs down there. I'm not you know I'm gonna say it from the hip basically and they, you need some young blood on the council down yeah. there to, to kind of explain and, and nurture them and say well this is important as a city as a developing city for music we need we need space for bands we need space for DJ culture.
0: Yeah definitely um yeah I'm just obviously we've, we've touched on on I mean, a lot of things like, like how it's changed and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what sort of, what would be, you said obviously you've got one highlight of um, Louis Vega and that's, we're not. Well, um, one of many, I yeah. like, some
1: great, yeah. you know. And we're not Richard.
0: talking Mambo Number 5 sort of thing and that's, oh, don't, no, don't no. even, no, no, well, no. This is masters of, <laughs> is masters of work, yeah, Louis Vega. Absolute <laughs> legend, <laughs> Louis Vega. Yeah. Um, but is there any, any other sort of like like, right, the things that is the one thing—if you could pick one thing—that's missing from Cardiff. Obviously, we touched on like the clubs and stuff like that. But what are the one thing that you think might be missing now?
1: Well, um, I think lack. Like, we we need a like, lot. I've started a podcast, but I think we need we do need a local community, a local radio station. Whether through the BBC network, which is very conservative the way they the, the, the way they approach stuff, but we need a we need like a, a local like dance music radio station. I think that's yeah. promoting new talent, local talent, local DJs, but done properly. You know, yeah. um, covering all the genres of music, um, even if it's from six pm till six am thursday friday saturday sunday um you know one of the big maybe big bigger radio stations say say right okay from six o'clock onwards on the weekend we're giving it over to the local dj scene or look you know um we'll have drum and bass and urban music on the friday maybe house and tech house and techno on the saturday and then maybe like soul, funk, disco, rare groove, Balearic on the Sunday when it's a wind down. And uh, uh, that, that, that's missing. I think if you add, like, um, and that's what I'm trying to achieve with the podcast, is is uh, like you are as well, uh, uh, Pete, w- with yours. And it's trying to bring everyone together. Yeah. There's a lot of um, politics always has been attached to Cardiff clubbing. You need something all to pull everyone together and yeah. be a focus and an outlet for young producers and DJs to use so we well, right, you know we're making this music we've got we you know if it's good enough we can get it on space lab or or, or whatever outlet they want to choose if there was a, a you know a radio station to do it
0: yeah well, yeah
1: and definitely. and like you said before the club we need a club we need a dance club this open As a band's venue for four hundred capacity, band's venue um, Monday, uh, Sunday to Thursday. You know, there's plenty of bands on Radio Six which are are looking for gigs, three or four hundred capacity in the week, and then Friday and Saturday, and maybe Sunday, the odd Sunday, the bank holiday Sunday. It's dance music. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that is so, so, so missed. In this city at the moment, you know barfly was a great little venue for bands you know uh, you know and and, and, and and all these dance clubs which have fallen by the wayside one by one by one not being replaced yeah and and it, it will it, you know the scene always stopped in Bristol in up until about eighty eight eighty nine and then through people like Richard Cole and 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 Paul Santos, Paul Lyons, Mark Taylor, Jason King said, right, no, hang on a minute. It doesn't stop there. You know, let's let's come on, Craig and, and Henry and all these people who, who've have devoted their life to dance music, you know, let's let's make it happen here. We d you know, let's not have to go to London to go and have a night out. We want to create it here. Yeah. And, and that's that's and these there's a lot of young good promoters but they haven't got the they haven't got the space to do their parties in you know shangri-la are doing well delete great cynt good nights you know and uh, but if they had a club a regular club to go to i think you know i think a massive student population
0: yeah yeah especially with all the massive, student accommodation popping up massive
1: student they all want to go out clubbing, you know yeah we, we relied so much on the students back in the 90s, you know, yeah. to fill the clubs, you know. And if they haven't got anywhere to go, they'll go to another city to go to university. Because a lot of kids who go to uni want yeah. <laughs> <Don't laughs> well to, educa- to... Wanna go there for the nightlife.
2: Yeah. As well as
1: educate themselves, they want to go there for the nightlife as well. Yeah, and education If we haven't got a good sort of nightlife, a they're going to go somewhere else.
0: Well, I think we've touched on quite a few things there, but I think there's, there is one thing that I wanted to Go to ask, not <laughs> about, about Cardinal, but for you. So sort of a couple of tracks or maybe like three or four tracks that really stick in your mind yeah. over the times that you yeah, have yeah. been yeah. you know, DJing. Yeah, I, what I, have you got a, like a, a specific few that you would like to chuck in now? Yeah, even yeah. now, like obviously, I, but from... I, I think
1: the first track that got me into dance music was by Fast Eddie and uh, Kenny, um, Kenny Jam and Jason called uh, "Can You Dance" on on the DJ International label that came out in '88. So it was like one of my first nights out to a dance club, and that tune resonated with me. I went; it was like one of the first tracks I ever bought. So that was that that uh Todd Terry Royal Royal House Can You Party is another tune uh which was sampled by the Jungle Brothers called I'll House You. Uh they they nicked the riff from the original uh Todd Terry track. Um There's obviously the big like the big ones like Alison and Limerick and stuff, but um let's have a look. Uh Photon Inc. DJ Pierre, generate power is another Big, big tune for me. And, um, oh, God, any, any more. Yeah, uh, big vocal track. Um, yeah, CC C. Rogers, Someday, which is a, a classic, beautiful yeah. tune, which is from like the late 80s as well, which is, evokes so many fantastic memories. And, uh, yeah. and there's a track which is very dear to my heart. I lost both my parents and my brother. And it's my song for them, which is um, Ten Cities, A Piece of Heaven," <laughs> which is a beautiful, beautifully sang by Byron Stingley, and is one of my favourite tunes of all time as well. Yeah, but yeah. Is it's it a, one? Is it that's which that's Frankie really Knuckles cool. played, and yeah. that was the night he, he played that track. And the way he made, we we made build up to that track, and he played that track. And it 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 resonated with me from that time, yeah. and, and and when I feel a little bit down in the dumps, I stick that on. It, it kind of like, you know, yeah. it makes me happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's it's great. Like obviously, you have talked about all the things that you've been at the ups and downs, and sort of like your mental health as well, which is a big yeah, thing little, for everyone yeah, at you know, the moment. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's great to see you back and see Thank you, you the way that you're. Like I said, pre- for projecting yourself and the 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 sort of the enthusiasm that you still have for, uh, I, I, for I, the music yeah. industry it, it's great to see i, and, I i've uh, always
1: been into music Pete. you yeah. know ever, ever since top of the pops when i was eight watching slade and t-rex and you know bowie uh, i'm thinking oh my god you know these yeah. are icons these are and then the specials and it's so, all styles of music smiths new order you know uh, in you know dub reggae with Mikey Dread and seeing it and, and and all style soul funk disco house you know uh, you know um, um, punk yeah <laughs> i love punk but i like uh, you know like I I, I I it's just starting now yeah I was getting a bit loud, <laughs> but I still you know, like I said, I love all the original, yeah three bar punk tracks, and yeah, no. uh, it's great i love I love music, and I'm always gonna love music, it's always gonna be my escapism,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same for a lot of people, absolutely. Um, absolutely, and it's, is. it is, it connects everyone, you know. It, does. it connects, it does. you know. It and, and, and
1: you know, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have met you, Pete, if I had if, if we weren't for the music, mate.
0: Oh, I know, and you'll be dreading that, you'll be regretting that for the, for the rest Until of your days. No, but, um, no, it's been, no, but anyway, like I said, it's been great to have you in, Dave. Thank, thank you Pete. so no, thank much you for coming the in, invite. and uh, yeah, I mean. Anytime. What an insight into you know Cardiff as it was um, a lot of the the clubs and a lot of the DJs yeah. that have actually graced our city that you might not see yeah. you know ever again. I know a lot of the old school DJs are coming back in a Absolutely, big way. Yeah, um, yeah. You see headliners of Brandon Block and Slipmat and I'm you know DJ Sai and and people like that. But you don't realise how many of them have actually been to our city and
1: have yeah. played
0: in venues They've that are no longer it, yeah. here.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. And That'd it's... be a good book, actually, all these DJs that have played here. But you think, oh, my God, did they play, you know? So I've always said, like, the bands, they played in the 60s, they used to play around the valleys, like the Who and and yeah. the Beatles. They all played in the valleys, these bands. And I, when I go work up there, you know, I speak to the old um, guys and uh, ladies, and they, and they say, yeah, you know, martin Hooper played in there. I'm like, what, you know? Yeah. And it's like the same with the DJ culture. Like, Pete... Peter Lachlan, Hippo Club, I haven't mentioned him tonight so far, but God rest his soul. You know, he he worked hard and brought loads of brilliant DJs down here in the 90s, Carl Cox, Sasha, all of the big boys, you know, Henry, Craig, everyone, you know, they've all got, they've all, you know, the early days of the Three Wise Men, they all got a part of Cardiff music history.
0: Definitely. And it's so rich as well. It's just, we need people like yourself to actually tell us about it because it's not... I,
1: I, I, love, it. Know, I,
0: love, I love it. You know, I it's, love it. It's hard to get hold of, I think. I mean, the, the stuff yeah. that you've explained tonight, like obviously I know a few names that have come down here because I was a part yeah. of that myself. But Absolutely. But the behind the scenes things that we'll, have we'll been do an x-rated on. one
1: and next time if you want
0: absolutely we'll uh <laughs> yeah. we'll do it in a couple of weeks just i think that'll be uh yeah, yeah. hopefully that'll be my highest uh highest grossing <laughs> podcast <Yeah>. But
1: <laughs> we can't but, go out until after midnight <laughs> uh, so i'll put it i'll put a little sticker on the front of yeah, it yeah. <laughs> but like i said anyway thank you no, so much Dave. my, my pleasure peter and, uh, honestly thanks for inviting if you, me down
0: if you do want to check out dave as he said he's got his sound lab uh Podcasts or Space Lab, sorry, Space Lab on SoundCloud. On Not SoundCloud, S- yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's um, Space Lab DJ on SoundCloud. Uh, the, the the podcast is Space Lab, uh, weekly show, two hours every week, uh, covering all genres of dance music from the seventies right to present date.
0: So definitely with
1: a guest DJ every week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and maybe one day I might get on it and well, I'll play some. Uh, no, yeah. you 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 can you know play some S Club done. Seven. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I I wouldn't go that far. I no, think, but uh, thank you, baby. Anyway, thanks a lot, Dave. My pleasure. Take
1: Pete. care. Take care.